I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Manzilla podcast. Thank you for being with us today. We've got a wonderful guest in the studio, in the studio that is my home. <laughs> the studio <laughs> is getting better and better. I think this should become a more permanent, permanent studio. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank it's you, Jack. cleaner as well every time we come. Oh, it does. really? Have yeah. to deliver. Yeah. Cece and Jack are with me today and we have Rachel Downey with us. Hello, yeah. Rachel. Hello. And you are okay. a friend of mine from the industry. I'm a friend of yours, yes. From, but also, yeah, we're good personal friends as well, but you know, you... We've known each other a while. Yeah, we have, haven't we? Yeah, you know, we We've, been, we've known each other for a long time, mm. worked together before in sports TV, yeah. sports journalism, media life in general, we hang out together, um, but it's great to have you on, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. How's, your, how's your week been guys as well, you know, how's everything been going? Week's been good, I was in Iceland this weekend. Yes, you were, well. I was in Iceland, yeah, so I spent uh, 10 hours of my time in Iceland in a hot tub getting drunk with my friend Fabian. 10 hours? <laughs> 10 hours, genuinely 10 hours in a hot tub, over two days, not, not in one go. Anyway, how was your, your weekend in a week? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's been good, it's been tough, but I've did a couple of speeches actually, I told you Cece about you the one. You did? Yeah, I did a speech to the Department for Health, which was hard. Did you? Yeah, oh. it's hard, because they, you know, these people are really educated, and they just want to, they want to know about what you can bring to them that's going to enlighten them. And you know, you've got to work hard for that. And it went okay, I think. It's tough. You know. Did they laugh at your showreel? They did, they did. They <laughs> did you play your showreel? I played the, the funny no. bit of the showreel, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Cece, how about yourself? You've been up to much this week? I was in Barcelona. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Checking up some mountains, slash not. Five minutes in, was like, no, I'm too hot and sweaty. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was nice. It was just very, very chilled, very mild. Um, never been before, so I want to see. My friend lives out there. So, um, yeah, we just chilled and drank uh, shitloads of coffee. Yes. Because that's what the Spanish do. They drink coffee, they, they love eat it. cake. They do. So, it's um, beautiful. Yeah, all bad habits. But, um, <laughs> but it was good, really nice. 
Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Well, today's show is all about um, working in a male-dominated industry because, you know, as a sports presenter, Rachel, yeah. sports is generally thought about as being quite a male-dominated industry, isn't it? You know, it's quite testosterone-driven. There's lots of, you know, in terms of like the coverage for the stuff we see on, on TV particularly, um, yeah. often the male sports get most of the attention. So it's great to have you on to yeah. get your insight into what it's like being a female working in a, in a male-dominated industry, really. So yeah. thank you for, for being on again. Um, but tell us a bit about you know what you've done and like the things you're up to at the moment, because yeah. I know all about it, but not everyone yeah. else does. Yeah, so. I want to know. Yeah. You want to know. I've been a sports presenter for years. I never like to try to work out how long. Yeah. Um, I do mainly motorsport and football. So this year in particular, well, we met at Le Mans. Yes, we did. Le Mans yeah. 24 hours. And Gavin, I think it was like in the wee hours, like say two, three in the morning, you had to put on a mankini. Oh my God. Oh, wow. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's right. right. Sorry, Rachel. Uh, We're going to come back to you in a second. Yeah, that's, that's good. Gavin. Oh, yeah. That's right. In a mankini. Yeah. 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 Why? When? How? Everything. Yeah, there is some Yeah, there's video. There's video. Oh my God, there's video. Is it on your show reel? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It's it should not. be. It's not. Yeah. Oh my God. It yeah, should the, definitely be on your show reel. Yeah, the Yeah, do you remember? In the village. Oh, I want to see it. In the village parts of like you know drunken kind of tourists people watching the race and there's gab i don't know how it happened basically yeah, this is how it happened so we were doing <laughs> le mans for um for, i think it was itv4 and, and nissan wasn't it nissan were like the people behind it and they were it was like a 20 well more than 24 hour live show yeah. it was like 48 hour yeah. live program like literally continuous live program we were on we were on like shift timings there were probably seven presenters yeah um and um there was one bit where we had to we had to like all take it in turns in the studio and going out and about and like mingling with people and like going into the race and pits and all that great fun gig yeah and then like because really the, of the nature of Le Mans it's quite like it's quite laddie and it's quite festival-y yeah it? so you, you we're out in the thick of like this this beer tent and then these guys were like proper I think they were football hooligans and they were like oi Oi, oi, they were like shouting stuff. And then um, there, one guy was just like, We've got a mankini, put the mankini on. And oh. I was just like, Oh, mate, no, I just want to interview you, know? you know, I just want to talk to you. And he's going, No, 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 put the mankini on. And like, you're looking at them, and they, they, you know, their eyes are just like dilated completely, and they're going, Put the mankini on. They're, let, they're absolutely yelling at you to put like the mankini on. All day session. All day session, wow. but also yeah. on, probably on all sorts yeah. of drugs and stuff. Like, but, and they were also big guys as well, you know, the sort of guys you don't want to. The so moral of the story is you were peer pressured into it. I was peer pressured into it. Pretty much. But we had, I think our current man, Scott, he was a, he's a rugby boy, and he yeah. was just like, if you kicked off, mate, I'd have had you. I'd have you back. Yeah, so. Yeah, you would have had you back. Yeah, but it was, like, it was intimidating. I was just like, I'll put it on. So put just it put it on. Just put on the I had, the no, I, had the sh I had shorts on. I had shorts oh, on. Can no, you no, but they wanted me to get naked. They wanted me to, and I was just like, no. Of course they did, babe. Yeah. We all want you to get naked. But that video will never be discovered. Which no, is great. Yeah. So also you're doing um, William Hill as well, aren't you? And yes. And you also do uh, other bits for the broadcasters and you know loads of the social yes, media as so, well. Yeah, all the motorsports, um, Eurosport at the moment. Um, so I do MXGP, which is the bikes, yeah. uh, Rally Cross, which is what I've done this year. Hopefully doing World Rally um, from January next year. And yeah, William Hill, so the old footy gig. I want to do the darts though at Ali Pally. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to kind of be able to do. So I might be doing that around Christmas time. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, kind of things keep me busy. I like the travel aspect yeah. of the motorsport. I like doing that. I like kind of going to a different country kind of as mm. much as I can. So it's a bit weird now the season's finished. I'm like, oh, what, what do I do with myself? <laughs> I like this. When, when it comes to like a new sport like darts, you were just saying, mm. do you know much about darts? Not really, but you learn it. It's okay. very easy. And also, if you've got a passion for sport anyway, it's not difficult to pick things up. But I was actually talking about this earlier. Um, when I decided, like, I got into presenting, so I used to be a dancer. 
Um, so when I got to presenting, I realised if I want longevity, you've got to be an expert. Mm. Um, and I was like, at the time, a female sport, that, I mean, if I could be an expert in that, I'll get longevity. Um, and so I, I got all the apps on my phone, every day read the back of the papers, so you're learning everything. So in a way, as a sports presenter, you kind of know the basis of all of the sports just because you go out of your way to to teach yourself it. Because if a gig or an audition comes along, you yeah. don't want to miss out on it just because you didn't know enough. Mm -hmm. And I think you should kind of know more than enough, really. So... Yeah. So at, at a that casting, well, they're going to be like, right, last week in the paper, there was something going on with Jose Mourinho. <laughs> what did he say to so-and-so? What's your view on that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, sure. They do that. <laughs> they do like to test you, yeah. Brilliant. So you have to know a little bit about every sport. Yeah, like, I have a knowledge of a lot of sport, not just your chosen thing. So obviously, like, I would say motorsport is probably the thing I know the most about because I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but you do kind of need to have a broad kind of yeah, a view of it and an opinion of it. And sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know, what's, what, what's your opinion? Because I don't have an opinion of this. But you you find it, you find your angle. I think you can yeah. be passionate about anything if you just find your angle. And I would say, yeah, I'm very passionate about sport. Even if it's a sport you don't necessarily like, you can mm -hmm. find something about it. Yeah. Definitely. So motorsport mostly is a sort of quite high adrenaline uh, fast-paced sport, you know, yeah. so we can all agree on that, I think. Um, and not to be stereotypical, but I'm going to generalise because I think that this is how it's been since I've grown up, is mm. that you usually have the blokes driving the cars, and then you have very gorgeous pit girls sort of in, in, yeah. in, the, in amongst the pits. Yeah. So when you started in motorsport, did you find a bit of a backlash with guys being like, oh, okay, is, is, is this Rachel lady, lovely, good-looking, going to try and now do what we've been doing for the last 20 years before yeah. this? Yeah, um, I mean, once... It's very cock heavy, basically. Yeah. Is, in a short, in a short well honest. done. That's what I was trying yeah. to get. How cock heavy <laughs> yeah. is the industry? Oh, so <laughs> Thank you heavy. for mincing my words. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would say I love motorsport, but I would say it's more sexist than football, definitely. Because in football, there's more women. There's not enough. There's more women in the board. Mm -hmm. Like there's more, you know, going through the, all the different levels of it. Motorsport. Yeah, you still got a very sexist aspect. It's good that there's um, the women's racing. Um, series now which is really good um, but when I started I mean I've got nothing against grid girls but any sport that has a grid girl or so boxing ring car girls you're not going to get the same level of respect you know I and there's nothing wrong in that but you know if you need a woman to be sexualized and wear like a bikini to sell the sport the sport needs to improve somewhere along the line so yeah there's a lot of old school commentators that look at you and think uh, you don't know anything mm -hmm. and they like to try to show you up they might have an encyclopedia knowledge of, you know, so and so was standing here at this racetrack at this, but they're, yeah, I said dying breed, which sounds horrible, but they're not going to be in the industry forever, and that kind of misogynistic way of being commentator, they're 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 going. There's a younger, more vibrant, um, like commentators presenters coming through, but they've still got a long way to go. Definitely, you've still got your challenges, but as long as you can, I kind of find if I'm the first to come in with the banter first. I'm the first to do, like, you kind of got to, then they can't really mess with you. Yeah, I get that. You know, yeah. you've got to be the first to kind of do that, because if not, they will definitely kind of take advantage. So, yeah, it's changing. I think the green girls does need to stop, and again, it's nothing about the girls. It's not it's not them, but they are being sexualised, no matter what. I've seen them, and all the, by the car, and the guys around there are being very... 
you know, just not respectful. No matter what anyone says, that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, maybe once that begins to change, the sport will change, but it's getting there slowly. What changes have you seen in the time that you've been working in the industry um, for the better? Yeah, the fact that there's more female drivers, and there is a female race series now. Um, yes, that's really good, actually. The w really, really good. Yeah, yeah oh, w series. Going it's for? really, really good. Is it a year, two years? Okay, yeah, oh, so really recent, so, yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but they're really good, really good races there. Mm -hmm. So that's making kind of, I think, more blokes be like, oh, all right, I'm, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Same with like women's football, isn't it? Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's a slow burn, I guess, with motorsport. It's very moneyed, so it's very hard to get sponsorship. So as a female driver, it's probably very difficult to get sponsorship mm. compared to your male counterparts. Um, but again, that the W Series will will help. So yeah, I, I guess there's a change in that. It's good that we can talk about things like the Grid Girls, about, but yeah, it's it's still got a long way to go because obviously there's not many jobs. Like there's a lot of male commentators, and I'm a pit lane reporter, but there's probably not many job's really going mm. so yeah it's just slow have you ever been in a position where you felt or you've been made to feel uncomfortable or anybody has made you you've been in a situation where yeah to be yeah, honest, yeah feel uncomfortable. really <laughs> oh my god yeah and again more motorsport I remember one guy I'd love to mention his name now but I won't <laughs> do it do it do it <laughs> uh, very high up in motorsport, very, very high up. And he owns as well, it's like a whodunit. Um, he <laughs> owns- <laughs> Damn, that one, that one, that one. Does he wear glasses? <laughs> I got it. Um, yeah, so he owns a big um, motorsport team. Um, so I was in talks with him about being presenting for him basically. And he was like, okay, let's meet in a couple of weeks um, and we'll, we'll talk through it. So we arranged, he was like, let's go, we'll go for food. Um, and you begin to get a feeling mm -hmm. like, oh, it's a little bit, but it could be a good opportunity. Um, and you know, I made sure I'd researched like, everything and I would literally had all my kind of how I would fit into the company. And then a few hours before I was meant to go for for, for dinner, he was like, oh, you know, look forward to meeting you. Are uh, you the uh, the hot blonde like that? You know, oh. you're like, oh god, how do I get ready for a dinner where I could possibly be mauled? Um, like literally, it was like that. And I was so close to not going. The other half um, was like, look, I'll wait for you outside. It, it was very much like I'll wait for you outside. Wow. Going because you never know. He might just be like mm. this and. And My yeah. God, your other half is very understanding. So it kept coming back. He was asking me, because um, I'm married, I was like, oh, so why aren't you taking his surname? Okay, all right. And I said, do, do you share bank accounts? Okay, so is, wow. there might be things not quite right there. Like, he was very suggestive, very, yeah. it kept going back, Can you going tell back. Us who this is? <laughs> like, I really <laughs> want to. Oh, I mean, he's married and everything. Um, wow. And yeah, I obviously, it was, it was horrible, it was horrible, and you just know, you know, as a woman, yeah. I just want to get out of this situation as quickly as I can. And then I heard a couple weeks later the reason why I didn't get the job is because I didn't sleep with him. I heard oh my yes. gosh, really? Oh, I can't. It oh, was so sleazy. Yeah, yeah, it was so sleazy. So he just, yeah, wanted to sleep with me. That's why he went for dinner with me. Did he proposition you at any point throughout the night to say, like, to, to say, like, this is what happened if? No, it was more, you just, it was more, he was coming onto me. Sure. Very, gosh. very heavily. Yeah. Wow. This early on in your career, was this still a thing, like, still. 
It was probably. Um, it would still. It would still go on in motorsport. It would still go on. I think. It, I think it's more prevalent than people realise in, yeah. in in those types of industries because it's the it's the power, isn't it? The yes. power, power these the people money. have. Yeah. That they feel that they can have what they want, take what they want, and therefore deny opportunities where they want as well. Mm. And I know it happens. I know I've seen it happen before. Um, obviously, it's not happened to me because I'm not a hot girl. But you know, <laughs> the, the kind of concept mm. is it's favour for a favour, basically, isn't yeah. it? In a sense. And I wish I'd kind of said. I mean, obviously, if you touched me or anything like that, that would have been a different thing altogether. But you kind of yeah, it is. It it's kind of back then. As I say, back then, I don't know. It must have been about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. He, then, long, then. he then got a job in F1. Have I told you well, who it is? No. Okay. Um, I <laughs> the suspense is killing me! <laughs> 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 I'm But yeah, it's there. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it, it's all, always there. You're always aware of it. Um, mm. But yeah, I'd say, would you say it's in all sports? All industry? Like in... I think, oh, it's, it's a, I think previously, you know, 10 years ago, definitely it would have been around pretty much most sports yeah. me- media industries mm. for sure i think now it's probably had to have its coming up uh, it's a reckoning it's, yes. um, yeah i think now it's definitely it's definitely changing it's kind of gradually getting to a point where i think it's it's feeling more comfortable with itself because it hasn't been great mm. you know you, you only need to look at film and you know alleged misdemeanors from everybody yeah. in hollywood and what have you it's mm. just it's very i think it's been a very um abusive industry mm. for for sexual kind of favours, really, if you like, over yeah. the years. And the sports, I guess, because it's so um, male-dominated and, and powerful at the top via males, mm-hmm. that makes it more prevalent. They take advantage, mm. yeah. But back in the day, I mean, the question of sport. Oh, yeah. Was it Sue Barker mm. was the presenter of that? Yes, yeah. I mean, long-running. She's, she's, yeah, exactly. She, she still is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. She, I mean, she's been in that position since, I mean, I can remember. Mm. And, like, I mean, mm. that is a, it's a question of sport. It's about yeah. everything and everything. And she was... The panelist, she 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 was the the, the question master. Do you know what I mean? So that in a way was a really sort of almost for forefront sort of before its time in yeah, terms of like lots point. of lots yeah. of lots of uh, presenters probably be- around that sort of time before then were mostly male. But she was running a sports program about yeah. all sorts of different things. Yeah. So yeah, and also what's the lady who does all the horse racing? Claire Holding. Uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. She. Um, I like Claire. She, yeah. yeah. She, she's so awesome. Good. And and the thing is as well, personally, I think when I watch TV and I watch sport and I watch, um, you know. Presenters, especially on live sport, things like the the, the the horse racing and like the Olympics and things like that. If you have a female presenter, there's definitely an element of of, of, of uh, what's the word like trust and sort of you can relate to them a bit more for some reason. I feel like some guys just puff their chest out and think, oh well, well I was this sports guy, so I can now present about it. And that's why they've got their job. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put a negative spin on it, but like football for me hasn't always been my favourite sport mm. because of that reason. Mm. I find that sometimes football pundits ones that kind of talk about stuff afterwards don't necessarily have a lot to say they're just in there because their team is playing and they want to be interviewed on what they think their team did once and mm-hmm. like I've got a lot of mates who are in the football who like football and they send me like you know piss take memes all the time and yeah. sort of stuff like that but I never see one about women it's always about the bloke so in a way it's like I don't have that much respect for guys in some sports than I do sometimes watching women in, in presenting Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you feel like you have to put on an armor to be around these people when you go to work? I mean, I guess anybody puts on an armor as such anyway, but do you feel like you have to put like an added layer because it's like yeah. you're getting... Do you know what? Yeah, hours. you do. Again, I think it goes back to what I said, like, you kind of have to be the first to kind of have the banter or the first of this, because, like, yeah, yeah, you just do. So no one can think you're either weak or you're soft or um, they'll take advantage yeah. or, yeah, you, you do. And you have to, you feel like you have to be better at your job than the male version of you. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Like It shows courage to me. That's what that's Zen. what I would absolutely yeah, take it from is if you had a panelist of say four presenters and there's one woman and, and three males, mm. that woman is gonna feel like mm. the lamb in the group, you know, she's gonna feel like yeah. the, the person. You've also got to get eaten. over that I think as a woman as well. Yeah. Like you've gotta you know yeah own, own your space. Yeah the way the world is like just do it. Just know more. Like be yeah, better. Absolutely. Be it just it's yeah. just the way it is until it is all 50-50 in all sports, which is a long way off from that. Just be better than anyone else. You've got that opportunity. And I think one thing actually that sometimes gets to me is I did a gig last year and um, interviewed quite a big well, big footballer, and then I walked into the room and there was a lot of well-known female presenters, journalists there, mm-hmm. and quite a few were very hostile towards me. Wow. And they're ones that have been pillared as like um, leading the way for women in sport, but yeah. it's that was my moment of, you know what, they, they've done it for themselves, you know, just at the time they got the job, they didn't do it for other women. And it's women don't support other women enough either. Yeah, um, but we are pitched against each other a lot. Like, you know, to, to be taught your competition, you're not pretty enough, you're not this, you're not that. And that's the thing as well. Women, we do, we've got to support each other more mm-hmm. because it's hard for, you know, the men don't support us that much. Well, they do, but mm. there's an element of it that don't. There's an element of tokenism, feeling that like they have to support yeah. like them a little bit, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, like you were saying, um, I think there's a, the, a lot of, like, ex-pros, like pundits, can be quite jealous mm. of yeah, prominent you know? female um, presenters and reporters because they don't feel... I, I guess they feel aggrieved by not getting the opportunities, but there is an element of jealousy there, I think. And may, yeah. maybe, like... Envy as well. Yeah. How does it work? You just mentioned that girls get pitted against each other because of their looks. You mentioned, you know, saying that, oh, she's prettier than you or whatever. Does it work the same for guys? No. Um, I think, straight to the point there, but you can just see it <laughs> no. with, like, groups of girls, like, mates. Like, if if someone fancies the boy, and like, a couple of them do, they'll, like, be annoyed with each other and things like that. Whereas men, you don't really get that. But again, I think it's because from a very young age, the way we are pitted against each other, whereas you guys, you're not really amongst yourselves. It's really hard to explain, but... I get it. So I work in a a team of... um, There's two guys and and one other female. So there's two guys, two girls. And the constant question... Listen, we work on a TV show, and the constant question we get is, like, 
who's the most attractive between me and this other girl? Mm. Um, you know, do you, it, it's always like, do you do this? Do you argue? Do you, competition, competition. We're like, no, we just get on. Is, is that okay? Yeah. But the boys never get asked who's the fittest, who's the, yeah, you know, competitive who's the funniest. Yeah, who's like the, there's never any competition questions. And it's like, why are we always artists? Because then it creates something between women. Of course. Then you start yes. thinking, should I be thinking that way? And, and is she prettier? And I'm like, should I have my dinners? Yeah, and then, you know, I'll put a bit more lip gloss on, or da 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 da. And it's like, it, it changes. Just, so. I completely understand. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense? It does, yeah, totally, yeah, like, totally. totally I can, yeah. I, I'm really with you on it, and I yeah. don't know why it's that way, and it's yeah. bloody frustrating. It is. It really is. But again, when you look back, it's probably stuff that we've been. It's learned behaviour, but we've kind of been taught since we were very little, been heard since we were very young, and that's what, yeah, and I, I it, it does have to change. Women have to support women as well in a male-orientated industry and not feel like, well, there's only one job going, so we're all in competition. There is room, I know it's a naff thing, there is room for everyone, but there is, like, yeah. we'll just make, we'll somehow make room. Yeah. Um, but that's a issue I think we've all got to overcome as well, because, yeah, I, I remember her look, and it was like, Mate, I'm doing nothing. I've just, yeah. I've blagged an interview back there. I don't know how I've done that. I'll be chucked out of this building in a minute. So just be nice to me. Yeah, you can steal loads of stuff. People, people like, you know, people like working with you. You're easy to work with. You know, that yeah. says a lot. It's not, I don't think it's anything to do with male or female, but if you're easy to work with, good to, good, a good person who does the interviewing, yeah. Cheers, then that, but then I guess people won't like that either because if you're good, then there's another reason to hate you. Yeah. So it's like, so can't win. Can't win, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, if you're bad, they're gonna moan, and yeah. if you're good, they're gonna moan. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah so you just gotta just yeah, get on with it, and don't try to take things to heart. And, yeah, and just enjoy it. But it's interesting how you say about the other female presenters in the industry supporting you, and maybe and and but supporting you on the surface, but actually when it comes to essentially a you or them, they don't. Yeah, I mean, there's some lovely like some of my really like close friends are female presenters, um, but there is yeah, there is that there's. There's an element in any industry, I think, or that women not, yeah, women some of the time don't support each other enough, and they should. They harp on about it, but it's something they don't. I do a lot with, um, I'm an ambassador for United Nations Women, and I work for their He For She campaign, and that was something we were talking about, that, yeah, like, we need men to, you know, be our allies, but at the same time, we need to look after each other as well, and it's not happening enough, but... That's my TED talk. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> that sounds an amazing thing to be involved with, though. The UN yeah. UFG campaign. Um, does that like what do you have to do for that? And you have to just sort of, I guess, promote this sort of stuff to people that aren't necessarily thinking in that way. Yes. Yeah. So that was something I've always. I mean, it sounds really impressive saying you work for like United yeah, Nations. Yeah, UN. Like, I'm hell. But a couple of years ago, um, I was like, oh, I'd love to, you know, do something a little bit more rewarding than just presenting. Um, and so I just had the balls to kind of email one of the main people there. Never thought I'd hear back. I think I probably had a few wines because I was like, I feel really brave. Here are all my ideas. I'll go straight to the top. Love it. And then you forget the next day. It's like, what did I do? Um, and yeah, yeah. So I'll come back to that. I did that with, the, with my leopard shoes recently. Yeah, oh, completely like obviously lowering the tone here, but I went and bought leopard leopard print shoes. Oh, uh, special those shoes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they are special. You were, you were nicely said. And then we'll bring the shoes in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so my one of my ideas, and they went with it, I work for Food Bar Radios. Mm. And um, I came up with an idea of doing a 24 hour radio show for the He for She campaign. And every hour we'd have, you know, anyone kind of well known in the industry 
kind of aiming it at the younger market in a way because it's good for them to know the narrative and to, to learn what the Hugo She campaign means. And then we have a lot of people from the UN on. Um, and yeah, we did it and we raised money, raised awareness. And I think I was awake for like 37 hours. Wow. wow. It's funny how you can do that. Like, do you I have any deep techno going on? Or I mean, any... I don't know how I bloody did that. Guys but in black jackets in the corner. You, yeah, you <laughs> did. Like, at like three, four in the morning, you are a bit like, oh my God. But then you get, you get over that and you just, Keep on going. Oh, I'd have been angry. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I had the right arse the next day. Like, oh my god, my other half was itch. I was like, oh, oh, there was a bit of grapefruit. There was particular porridge I like from a well-known um, uh, coffee place, and I told him, and he bought the wrong one. Oh, oh. And he turned up at like five a.m. Bless him. But I literally was like. <laughs> <laughs> literally haven't let that go um, so yeah so since then I've had a relationship with the UN and that's nice yeah we tried to do we're, we're going to do a mixture in the football game for like Leighton Orient a couple of other te- uh, other clubs hopefully um, so yeah just yeah trying to do as much as we can and come up with different ideas and if they like it it's like okay go, go with this Jeez. one day they'll find out I don't know what I'm doing but um, <laughs> till then it's a good ride so yeah, yeah. Where it comes from, you have like inner balls. I've got, I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Susie brought it up because I don't think it would be right if I said that. We'd have been flipping slammed. Where are my balls? Where are my balls? Where have they gone? Oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> because some days I have them, some days I don't. Yes, you know, I, feel, I feel like you naturally just have these balls. They're feisty, probably. We <laughs> just got these heavy balls range that you have. Yeah, nice. swinging around. <laughs> wow. seen it it's about no. it's very very funny a very short synopsis of it is basically this guy was rejected when he was a kid and he grew up 
always being scared of, of rejection. And he decided one day he was going to get over his fear of rejection by purposely going out and getting rejected to get himself over the fear. So uh, the first thing he does is he, uh, he walks into his building at work and asks the security guard to borrow $100. And the guy says, no, straight away. And, uh, and, and so the guy, this, this, this guy runs away and he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and apologizes. And comes away from it and goes, well, what did I learn from that? I didn't learn anything. I just learned that I'm scared of this guy at security because mm -hmm. of asking for $100. So he thought, right, I need to be a bit more ballsy next time. So <clears throat> he went to his favourite burger restaurant the next day, orders a burger, takes it to the till afterwards and says, <clears throat> I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to have a burger refill. The guy's like, sorry? He's like, well, uh, uh, I'd like a burger refill, like another burger, please, for free. Now, usually he would have sort of said, you know, or he would have probably run away thinking the guy would say no or whatever, but he actually stuck with it. And the, and the guy said, no, I, uh, I, I, we don't do burger refills, but... Um, you know, thank you for your feedback. I feel like it's something we could maybe do in the future or whatever. And he, and he kind of learned that actually if he just stayed with it, yeah. then he learned something yeah. about why he couldn't get a free so burger this true. time. The third one was uh, where he, he went to some random guy's house and said, can I plant a tree in your garden? And the guy said, no, straight away. Now, normally he would have run away as per before. Yeah. But this time he goes, can I ask why? He goes, well, because I've got a dog and I'll just dig it up. Why don't you go and see Mrs. So-and-so Mrs. over the road? She loves plants. So he went over the road. Not to Mr. Sosa's door, and now he's got a plant planted in, her, in the back of her garden. Aww. So the moral of the story is that rejection is only as, uh, is only as big as you imagine it to be. It's a yeah. limiting belief, essentially. It's something yeah. that you think the other person's going to react to because you're not confident enough in your own That's idea. That's so true. So at the end of the day, if you are able to talk, as you, as you said, more about your ideas and share what's going on in your head, ultimately nobody's a mind reader. And if you go for yeah. 20 people and tell them your idea... One person, five people, maybe even ten people may absolutely love it, yeah. and that's it. It's all you need, you know. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for just being yourself, getting yourself out there, and actually yeah. just not being scared of someone going, "That's shit." You're like, "Oh yeah, fair enough, cool. Yeah. You don't like it, but so and so Someone will." Else might. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's probably it. Could take age. It could take confidence to mm. even work out who you are. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know? yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to handle that yeah. no or... Yeah. You get that in your 30th birthday card, darling. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 31st, 32nd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Back to 21. No, I was having this conversation with someone recently and I was saying how I felt more confident at 21 because I had no fear factor. I was just like, I can see it and I want it and that's going to be mine. And yeah, I just wake yeah. up and go, mine, doing, done. And I yeah. can go all the repercussions after, you know, good or bad. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I could find that person again. However, that person had no, that person, me, I didn't think about other people's feelings at that age. I didn't think about, I didn't consider other people. Mm. Now, I wouldn't say I'm um, less confident, but I'm a different confident. So I consider the the repercussions. You're more aware. Wise. You're more aware. Yeah. Oh, really? Wiser. No, no. Like, oh, like, oh, daddy. Yeah. More wise. You're more wise of a situation now than you were when you're 21 yeah. because you know that the repercussions now will have X, Y, and Z as a as a as an effect. Whereas before mm. they would have the same effect, but you wouldn't have cared when doing them. You would have just oh, been yeah. like horrified yeah, afterwards. Yeah. So it's wisdom knowing oh, I've done that before and I know what the outcome is, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wisdom. Wisdom doesn't have to be related to age. Yeah. Yeah, that's Experience, true. on the other hand, is a different, yeah. different, different yeah. kettle of fish. And also, mm. I think I'm not. I would say in my early twenties, I was, I was hungry. I was ambitious. I was this. Now I'm a bit like, different. I want certain things still, mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm not. I'm not going to crawl over so and so to get that gig. I mean, not that invested. Like, mm. I'm kind of 
not I mean content sounds really wanky and smug but like <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with like where I am with my yeah. like with the people around me and yeah. so it's all good like all these like younger hungry whatever but you go ahead go get the jobs like I'm yeah. I will get the jobs I want yeah. um I'm not gonna get upset I'm like you know there's something I really want to get it it'll be a, I've been a bit annoyed but yeah I'm kind of it's you know it's that less you know. <laughs> I know you do, I do, I get it. Yeah. Quite hard to label it, isn't it? Like, it is, yeah. Put it all in a bottle and label it, like what would it be? But you said it's wanky and th- silly to be content. I think content's a very good way of putting it. Because yeah. content basically says you're happy and satisfied with the position you're in without wanting and needing more than you've already got. Yeah. Simple as that. And but if I you've got what you want. But it's like okay, so how is be right now? How is content <laughs> any different to being like relaxed? Yeah. Content yeah. is basically just a work form of being relaxed. So, like, if you're relaxed, you don't need anything. You haven't, you're not losing anything. You're just relaxed. Content is the same in a work environment, I think. Anyway, it's like you're actually just happy where you are, what you're yeah. doing. If a project comes out of tomorrow where, you know, you get sent off to, you know, Uzbekistan to cover the, you know, curling competition they've got going on over there, you're like, wow, okay, this is new. I'm maybe... I'm get the job! Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm maybe not so content because I've now got to learn about Uzbekistani uh, curling rules and, yeah. and, like, the sport and whatever. So now you're a bit, like, out of my comfort yeah. zone. I'm not as content. But if, like, tomorrow you've got a gig doing, the, the, you know, the next Formula 1 race or whatever, you'd be like, boom, straight. I, I know this is the stuff I do normally. Yeah. It's just it's just another move in, in, in your already career. But if you're happy and content where you are, I think it's a really good space to it's be It's a really in. good place to be. Although if you're at a party and you're like, hey, how are you? And someone replied. I'm content. Oh my god! Sort of thing you write in your memoirs. What? What a wanker in the corner! Okay, don't take me to any of your parties. I might get punched. Oh, that is so funny. You know what? Oh my god, we've got to end the show now. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm content with that. On that content moment, we are we're done. Totally and utterly content with that moment. Uh, Where can people find you on the socials and everything else? And where can people watch it? Um, my Instagram handle. I learned the handle the other day. Um, (laughs) I mean, everyone asked you that years ago. Um, Rachel Downey TV. You can find me. Stalk me. Harass me, I quite like that. Look at life. She's so content. I'm so content. I'm a content girl. Um, and then, yeah, my motorsport will start back. Um, so I'll be on Eurosport from the end of January. Cool. Um, and hopefully I'll be working with all of them. <laughs> again, I don't mind, apparently, because I'm really cool and Because you're content with it. It's okay. It's all good. And you can find us at Manzilla online. Um, and we've all got our own individual ones. You can just... Google us, I guess. Yeah. I'll put it all in the description. Oh, maybe that's, that's really wanky, just Google me. Oh, yeah, that's no, so do you know what that is? Hashtag intent. Yeah. Google us. Google us. I feel sick. Oh, oh my god, yeah. dirty. Google us is slightly less wanky, but no, you're right, absolutely right. Google me, just Google me. Oh my I god. I had a guy say that to me before. After really? The, yeah, yeah, I'm not even joking. Way off oh. subject, how you are, sir, but honestly, I have to tell you about it it's funny. This has been a brilliant show. Rachel, thank you very much indeed. Oh, thank you very much. Um, oh, no. It's lovely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, yes, yeah, so at Manitilla Online, and please do remember to subscribe. Subscribe to us. Give um, us a review. Tell yes. us what you think. Yes, tell us what you think. Give us a review, as Jack says. Uh, write a comment as well, because comments help with the algorithms, apparently. No, they don't. Yeah. They just give us a bit of uh, ego strokes. So. And that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Brilliant stuff. So thank you very much for listening, guys. This has been the Manitilla Podcast. Have a great day. Bye.